0: Bill Guerin makes another roster move as Dmitry Kulikov has been traded to the Ducks. We take a look at Kulikov's Wild tenure, plus what it means for Kalen Addison and the rest of the Wild Decor today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we recap the Dmitry Kulikov trade. He's headed to the Anaheim Ducks. We talk about the return, what it offers for the Wild from a cap perspective, as well as what it means for Wild prospect Kalen Addison and the rest of the Wild's decor. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams, and now guiding you through the off-season here on Locked on Wild. And as you heard, big news today as Dmitry Kulikov has been traded to the Anaheim Ducks for future considerations. That's the key piece here, future considerations. No players, no prospects, no picks, nothing coming back in return for the Minnesota Wild in this trade. Uh, Just happening here today, and obviously, A lot to unpack with this one. After the Sam Steele signing yesterday, uh, Kulikov now headed to the Ducks. Uh, So another move made by the Wild here uh, today as we get closer to the start of the season. Kulikov finished the season with 24 points, 7 goals, 17 assists. He was a plus 23 for the Minnesota Wild this season, which was uh, a career high for him by a large margin. As one of the Wild's third line defensemen, uh, also uh, finished with one hundred and sixty eight shots and uh, around eighteen minutes of ice time per night for the Minnesota Wild. So obviously, the big thing that uh, that we will start with is the fact that there is nothing in return for the Minnesota Wilds, and uh, this is going to free up some more cap space. For the Minnesota Wild here uh, for this season, which is interesting because my biggest question leading to that is: Does Bill Guerin have something else up his sleeve? Obviously, the uh, moves to trade Cam Talbot freed up some cap space. The move now to trade Dmitry Kulikov has freed up some cap space as well. Wild's roster is mostly set, but uh, Bill Guerin leaving himself some flexibility. Not only for right now, but uh, if nothing ends up happening, leaving some flexibility for the trade deadline as well. So it leads me to believe that there may be something more coming here um, this offseason. If not, then uh, maybe at the deadline we see Bill Guerin make a move or two uh, again to bolster this team. Kulikov was mainly a third-line defenseman for the Wild in his uh, first season in Minnesota. And the pairing of him and John Merrill uh, played well at the beginning of the season. And I think mostly with that third-line D pairing what you're asking of those guys is to simply not make egregious mistakes. It's it's like an offensive line in football or... um, Any of those supporting type positions, if you're not seeing their name in the paper the next day or seeing the highlights of them doing something wrong, they're probably doing all right. And so Merrill and Kulikov able to provide some stability to that third line D pairing. Injuries took a toll on the Wilds' decor at points throughout the season. So you had players playing in elevated spots. Uh, And at that point, I think, is when we started to see some of the deficiencies and just some of the instances in which players like Kulikov ended up kind of getting hung out to dry. The biggest one is obviously that goal in the playoffs against St. Louis in which Kulikov was, was spinning around in front of the net as the Blues scored a goal and really not in pursuit of anybody, which looks really bad. And so the assumption was coming into this season that he was going to be a a member of that third line once again. With John Merrill out, it was likely going to be Alex Goligoski and Dmitry Kulikov, at least until the season started. With Goligoski then moving to more of a reserve role to um, keep everybody fresh. To be able to pull people in and out of the lineup uh, as needed, but now that obviously is not the case for Kulikov uh, in the postseason for the Wilds. um, He, you know, it just it was unfortunate, kind of getting put in the wrong place at the wrong time. But those are the kinds of things that really stick with you. And Kulikov on the ice for the Wild was a minus four. Uh, in the two games that he played, because after that play ended up getting pulled uh, from the starting rotation uh, to have Goligoski come back in, and uh, didn't get in until the end of the series, but still in the two games that he played was a minus four, which is not uh, not cutting it as a, uh, a defenseman uh, for the Wild. So obviously the Kulikov tenure finishes after 80 games, and. Um, it's it's a weird situation because I think Kulikov was likely to leave anyway after his contract was up. I don't think he was going to be a player that was going to be re-signed by the Wilds with the number of players that they currently have in the D-core rotation and the players that they have that will be coming up through the system within the next couple of years. Kalen Addison was going to get an opportunity at some point Whose expense it came at is uh, th- that was the big story, and now that appears to have come at the expense of uh, Kalen Addison. So uh, obviously a big trade, freeing up some cap space for the Wild, freeing up a roster spot for uh, likely Kalen Addison, and so we'll continue to break down some of these ripples. We'll take a look at some of Bill Guerin's comments. Uh, as uh, he obviously is weighing in on this trade as well. So, uh, continuing to break down the Dmitry Kulikov trade on today's episode of Locked on Wild. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline.net is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to their website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, For your second listen, make sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the National Hockey League as we get closer to the start of the season. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Taking a look at the Dmitry Kulikov trade, looking at uh, some of the comments from Bill Guerin made uh, after this uh, trade happened. Uh, First point to clarify 2.25 million in saved salary cap space by trading Dmitry Kulikov uh, to the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Some Bill Guerin quotes, courtesy of Jesse Pierce on Twitter, uh, According to Bill Guerin, we need some more cap space. We felt we had one too many defensemen, and we don't want to put guys in a position to where they're not playing or not playing enough. Guerin also admitting the fact that uh, Kalen Addison has got to come in and make the team, got to earn that opportunity. Uh, it will not just be given to him. Also from Michael Russo, uh, he alludes to uh, similar statements Um Garen felt that the Wild had one too many defensemen, says Addison must still push to make the team, and this gives the Wild flexibility cap-wise to make a trade either before camp or in season if they're in need of external improvement. Garen also thanks Kulikov who had a solid regular season for the Wild, had a nightmarish game one of the playoffs, and was scratched four games until the final game, so it's clear he was coming in this season on unsteady ground. This has been a theme... For a large majority of the last two seasons, for Bill Guerin, is that if there are question marks about particular players, whether it be contract, whether it be status with the team being happy or unhappy, or performance-wise, he just is opting to opting to allow others to fill spots as opposed to having those players. On the roster, Zach Parise and Ryan Souter, perfect example—is that Bill Garen came in and instead of letting those guys finish out the duration of their contract, he opted to end them early and uh, and handle the buyout uh, cap issues that uh, that were going to be caused by the um, the buyouts. Was willing to accept and handle those in exchange for getting Zach Parise and Ryan Suter out of town, not wanting to see how things were going to play out with Kevin Fiala and his contract situation, and so ended up opting to trade him to the Los Angeles Kings to get a return, as opposed to trying to wait it out in the event that something didn't get signed, Cam Talbot. Not super thrilled with the goalie rotation that was going to be set up by the Wild, so Bill Guerin opted to trade him as opposed to letting things kind of fester and play out during the season. Bill Guerin is, in these instances, trying to take care of things early and allowing the rest of the roster to step up and fill spots. This is an opportunity for Kalen Addison to step up and claim a role on this decor heading into the season. But as Garen mentioned, he's going to have to earn it. We don't really know what we have in Kalen Addison at the NHL level with the exception of a handful of games here and there in which he has come up and has filled in, whether it be on the taxi squad, whether it be coming up As an injury replacement over the last few years. He's played two or three games here and there, but has really not had an extended stretch of play at the NHL level. He now gets that opportunity if he earns it. Same thing with Marco Rossi. The writing is plainly out there that Marco Rossi has a spot on this team if he earns it. And so Bill Guerin has been very, very deliberate in how he has handled uh, all sorts of situations and in how he approaches players taking part in this roster. If they earn the opportunity, they've got it. If not, he will find another way to fill those areas. And so for Kalen Addison, the opportunity to get third-line minutes at minimum is – right there in front of him. If he steps up and takes them, then he will play at the least a third-line role for this season. If he doesn't, Bill Guerin will address that spot in some other way. So we know that Kalen Addison has good offensive upside as a defenseman. On the defensive side of the puck is where he has uh, has needed some improvement, some growth in those areas. And so if that continues, if he can can show that at the NHL level, he's going to be fine. And at the end of the day, whether it be in Iowa or whether it be in Minnesota, the best thing for all of these prospects is to consistently play. And now removing Dmitry Kulikov from the situation leads to the opportunity for Kalen Addison to consistently play and to develop his uh, his game that way. And that includes the bad nights. That includes the the rough stretches. All of that development can now happen at the NHL level if he grabs the opportunity. So all eyes are going to be on him. This was one of the big question marks through the offseason heading into the season. And now it seems as though things have been uh, cleared up a little bit as to what the decor for the Wild is going to look like, at least while John Merrill is out. My assumption would be that when John Merrill is ready to return, we don't really know when that is going to be as of yet. Once he's ready to return, I would imagine then Alex Goligoski goes to the seventh defenseman and can slot into the lineup here, there, or wherever. So it is interesting because not only that, but um, it it leads you to what I think is going to be the big overall arcing theme for this season and beyond. And so to finish today's episode, we'll rehash the plan for this season and the next two seasons after. We'll do that uh, to finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. Uh, For your second listen, make sure to check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full load on on everything going on in the NHL. It is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, we have removed a veteran from the equation and have added the potential for a youngster to step up and take a spot on the roster. And I think this is the approach that we'll see over these next three seasons is instead of bringing in free agents, this team is going to continue to go younger, continue to give opportunities to young players to fill spots on this roster. We have seen for most of the offseason – the reports that Bill Guerin was kind of waiting to see how things played out and was looking to add another forward to, uh, to the mix before the season started. In previous years, you may have assumed that that was a more veteran player, such as Paul Stastny, who uh, recently signed himself. Ended up being Sam Steele, who is 24 years old. And as money becomes more scarce... As uh, the Wild navigate through these next three seasons, it makes sense for them to opt for youth to see if they have other players that they can take a flyer on and can maybe be part of this group going forward to add into the mix so that once the buyouts are mostly gone, you can throw a large sum of money at Kirill Kaprizov for one, Probably Matt Boldy as well. Can throw a good sum of money at those two, and whatever you have left, you throw at offense, you throw at defense. Probably not going to need it on goaltending because uh, Jasper Wallstead, we hope by then, will be uh, installed as the starter. But again, that's where the flyer on Philip Gustafson comes in. If the Wild have a young player that maybe doesn't need to be the starter but could be a capable backup, Take a flyer on the guy. If it works out, then you can sign him for a two- or three-year deal at relatively cheap and just start checking things off the list. If it doesn't work out with Gustafson, you move on and you try somebody else. If it doesn't work out with Sam Steele, you move on and you try it again. But as opposed to continuing to try to, and the money to do so was not there anyway, but as opposed to trying to lock free agents into three- or four-year deals right now, it just makes way more sense to use these next few years as an opportunity to see if you can hit on any guys who need a change of scenery or need an opportunity. Because if you hit on any of those guys, put them on the roster, and that's another box that you have checked off. You've got players that are going to be making the jump to the NHL level as well. And so if those guys pan out, then those are other boxes that you have checked off the list. And for a team that really with the money that they are not able to spend is not going to be... And this is maybe more so next year and the year after. But again, we... Didn't really know what to expect from this Wild team heading into this past season. I wasn't sure what we were going to see with the full complement of the NHL schedule. Wasn't sure if we were going to see that same team that beat up on the West uh, in the one division that the Wild were out there. Wasn't sure if that was going to translate. It clearly did. But as the money dries up a little further, it it just gets harder and harder to overcome not having fourteen million dollars to throw at whatever problem you need. That would come in very handy to throw at a first or second line forward to put opposite of Kirill Kaprizov. It will come in handy once the Wild are ready for it. This is not like a full scale teardown or rebuild or anything like what the Chicago Blackhawks are doing or what the Arizona Coyotes are doing. It's just that in situations in which previous wild regimes would likely have signed a veteran to be a fourth-line center or a third-line right or left wing, those spots are going to get taken by younger players to see if you can put them into the mix going forward. And again, if it works out, great. If not, you're not really down anything. You're not one year into a four-year deal wondering, how do we get out of this? Who are we going to be able to dupe to acquire this player so we don't have to worry about paying this guy well after he's useful? A very, very deliberate approach to free agency is a smart one for the Minnesota Wilds for these next few years. And so... Signing a guy like Sam Steele to a one-year deal is, is a good approach, as we discussed yesterday. And allowing young players the opportunity to fill spots, to grow and develop, is the other part of that coin. And so you have this two-pronged approach, and Bill Guerin has done a good job of it. Now, that's not to say he's been perfect. No GM is. But he is going to have to answer... For some of the moves, if it doesn't end up working out. If Flurry doesn't work out this year, if Talbot has a great season, some of that may be due to a change of scenery, but some of that could also be due to him just being the better goalies. But all these decisions in the present moment look like they could either be good or bad, depending on which one you're talking about but we'll evaluate them more at the end of the season as well. So a, uh, another big news day for the Wilds as uh, makes it two days in a row now that we have had a transaction, one incoming, one outgoing, but uh, we'll continue to break that down and more as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. That is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wilds. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast. To get a full lowdown on everything going on throughout the National Hockey League. Free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like Locked on Wild. So subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast platforms so that you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news throughout the off season leading up to yet another NHL season. We have new episodes coming all week long as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.